Welcome to another Whiteboard Wednesday where I'm gonna break down and explain a wholesaling and flipping concept, definition, technique, or strategy to really help you become a better real estate investor. And on today's video, we're gonna cover the topic of how to negotiate with a difficult seller, coming up. channel. I'm Jerry Norton with FlippingMastery.com and this channel is all about ways to help you make money wholesaling and flipping real estate so you can live your dream life. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. And be sure to stay to the end of this video because I'm going to share additional resources to really help you put this in action. All right, so let's talk about how to negotiate with a difficult seller. Now, nothing's worse than getting a lead and you contact that seller and you start that dialogue and you begin that conversation and now the seller is being really difficult. What do you do in that situation? By the way, that's going to happen. You're going to have difficult sellers. Now remember, we're looking for the motivated seller. We're looking for that person that's ready and willing and eager and desperately wants to sell their property. It's the 5% of the market that really wants to sell their property. So tip number one when it comes to difficult sellers is don't. Just don't deal with it. For the most part, what I do is if the seller's not motivated, then I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to convince the seller of why they should sell me their property because there are other sellers that are ready and willing and want to sell their property. And so that's a better use of time to be focusing on those real motivated sellers. I see a lot of investors, you know, hanging on to this lead, dealing with this really difficult seller who's not motivated, and that's not a good use of your time. But here's what I wanna do. I wanna really help you avoid that situation because what happens when you start to talk with a seller? is immediately that seller has a wall up because you're an investor and the immediate feeling they have is you're here to steal their property. So they're on guard, they're protected, they're hesitant to share you know, really where they're at with things and it can become a lot of resistance. So how do you overcome that resistance? How do you remove that barrier that's naturally there? Let me share with you how I do it. First of all, my goal when talking or meeting with a motivated seller or a seller is that my number one objective is to remove the wall. And the way that I do that is I let the seller know that, hey, I'm objective. I really don't care if you sell the property to me. I'm just here to help. And let me show you how I'm here to help. And the way that I do that is I break down the, uh, the idea of selling their property into two different categories. So here's what this looks like, and I'll dialogue this for you. When I meet with the seller, the first thing I ask them is I say, hey, what do you want for your property? What do you want to sell your property for? And the first thing that they typically say is they give out a retail number. So they're going to say, I want uh, $200,000 for my house. And then I'll say, okay, uh, why do you think your property is worth $200,000? And typically they'll say, well, that's what it says on Zillow or that's what my neighbor's house sold for. And so they have a reason why in their mind their house is worth a retail price. Retail meaning what a homeowner would pay for full market value. So if and when that seller gives me a retail number, the very first thing I say is I say, you know what, you're right. You can get $200,000 for your house. Your house is worth every bit of $200,000. So I agree with them. Now you might be thinking, well, you're nuts, Jerry. How are you gonna get a deal if you're agreeing with them? Watch how I do this. I say, you're right, you can get $200,000 for your house. Let me explain to you what you need to do to get that. Because yes, your neighbor's house sold for 200,000. That is what the market value is for your house. 
Um, but here's what you need to do. And I'm just telling you this so that you can decide if this is what you want to do. So take it for what it's worth. And I come across very, you know, doesn't matter to me. I'll just, I'm just here to help, right? So here's what this looks like. If you want to get $200,000 for your house, first of all, you're going to need to hire a real estate agent because $200,000 is what a retail buyer will pay. And the best way to find a retail buyer is to hire a real estate agent because they'll market it on the MLS and they'll find you that retail buyer. What that means now is it means you're going to pay commissions, which is fine. I mean, you have to pay a real estate agent to sell your house. So you're going to pay commissions. That's a cost that's going to come out of your proceeds, but no problem. You can pay a real estate agent. That real estate agent is going to want to do showings. They're going to want to put pictures on the internet and they're going to want to do showings. They have to, right? Because people are going to want to come look at the house. So you're going to have to make your house available for people to come through it, to look at it. Not only are they going to want showings, but to get that $200,000, they're going to want you to fix up some things. In fact, you're going to need to update this, this, and this, and I'll name out the things that they're going to need to fix. Kitchens, you're going to need new cabinets, you're going to need new countertops, you're going to need to redo the floors, you're going to need new carpet, you're going to need new paint, the roof is going to need replaced, and I'll list out all of the things that they're going to need to fix up to get that full retail price. But hey, no problem. If you can fix it up, if you can do all of these things, then you can totally get 200000 And so I'll actually give them a number of what that cost is. And what I do is I double whatever I would pay. So if I would pay $25,000 to rehab a house, I'm going to tell the seller that it's going to cost them $50,000 because guess what? It's actually going to cost them double, maybe even triple what I would pay because they're going to have to hire contractors out of the phone book. They're not going to know where. They're going to overpay. And it literally is going to cost them double or triple what it would cost me. So whatever my number is, I double it and I say, listen, this is going to cost you approximately $50,000 to fix up your property. But hey, no problem. If that's what you want to do, you can fix it up. You can hire a real estate agent, pay those commissions. You can do showings. This is going to take time. It's going to take time to get all the repairs done. It's going to take time to list it and have showings until you can get that retail buyer. And so that's going to take time. It may take you six months to nine months to do all of that and to get that buyer that's willing to pay you the $200,000. Uh, and if this is the route you want to go, I can actually help you out. Uh, I, I have contractors that can help you. In fact, I know a really good real estate agent that can help you sell your property. Now, because I'm licensed, I get a referral fee of one and a half percent, which is half of the listing fee. So if my real estate agent comes in and picks up the listing, I'll actually get paid for that. Got to have your license to do that, but a really cool you know, benefit to having your license. So I'll say, hey, if this is the way you want to go, no problem at all. I'll help you as much as I can with any of that information. Now, in most cases, that's not what they want to do. They don't want to do all of that. That's why they called you, right? They don't have the money or they don't want to spend the time. They don't have the resources. They don't have the means. A lot of times they can't wait that long. Uh, this really isn't an option. But because I've presented that in a, a non-biased way, where it doesn't matter to me, I'm just kind of showing you what you would need to do to get retail. And if you want to do that, totally cool. Then automatically the wall comes down. Can you see that? Because I'm not trying to convince them to sell me their property. I'm just there to help. And then I'll say to them, hey, there is another option. There is the cash as is option. There's the cash as is option. Now let me show you what this looks like. If you're willing to, and you don't want to do all of that, then here's the, what you could do. You could sell the property to an investor like me. This is what I do. And you could sell it as is. That means you don't have to fix anything, nothing whatsoever. 
exactly how it is. You don't have to put a dime into the property. I'll buy it as is. And then I'll hire the contractors and I'll spend all the time and the resources to manage and, and fix up the property. I'll do all of that on my time. That's what I do for a living. So I'll do all of that, but you wouldn't have to worry about any of that. I can close quickly. I can close quickly. So that means you don't have to wait six to nine months until you sell it and get your money out of it. I'll close in the next 30 days or whatever it is. I'll close quickly, solve that problem right away. As is, close quickly. I'll cover all of the closing fees. So it won't cost you anything. So I'll pay the closing fees. Now I'm not gonna pay, I'm not gonna pay any mortgage liens or back taxes, but I'll pay the closing fees to go to the closing. Uh, and then there's one more thing I'll do. I'm cash. I'll pay cash for your house. And what cash means, Mr. Seller, is that I it's not contingent on financing. I don't need to get a financing approval to buy your house like a homeowner does. A homeowner has to get a loan from a bank and get approved for financing to buy your house, not me. I've got investors, I've got partners, I've got capital and access to capital to where I can come in and buy your house exactly how it is for cash. Now, this is important that I explain this because a lot of times we say, I'll pay cash for your house. Well, what does that mean? What it means is I don't have a financing contingency and I can close on time without having to worry about that. Okay. Even if I'm wholesaling, my cash buyer is going to do that, right? So these are my four major benefits to in a cash as is offer. So then I'll explain to them all of these benefits, but then I'll say to them, Hey, this option though is going to look a little different. You're not going to get 200,000. You'll get 200,000 if you do all of this. But if you want to just get rid of this property, alleviate this property from your life as fast as possible without any energy going into it, then that price is this. Or whatever it is, right? You run your formula, but you give them then now your cash offer price. And then I say to them, I say, hey, this is the number for that. This is the number for that. You know, it's up to you, whatever you want to do. If this is the way you want to go, then I can do that. I'm going to invest all the money, all the time, the energy and effort, because that's what we do for, that's what I do for a living, make a modest profit, of course. And that's what I do. So we have that route. You could do that if you'd like, or you can do this. I'm just giving you all your options. You can decide what you want to do. And by taking that kind of non, uh, <clears throat> non-biased approach to, to this opportunity, to the conversation, what I found that works really well is it removes the wall, the guard comes down, and then they just look at it objectively. Think about it. If I walk in and they say they want 200,000, and I say to them, and I say to them, you'll never get 200,000, your house is worth 100,000, look at this dump, right? What's gonna happen if I tell them their house is not worth 200, it's worth 100? You're going to offend them. And I see, I see investors do this all the time. They say, hey, your house isn't worth 200,000, it's worth 100,000. And they immediately that wall stays up and it goes even higher <laughs> and the seller is no longer willing to even talk to you or listen to you or anything. This allows the seller to really feel from you that you're, you have a non-biased approach to it. Okay, so this is really, uh, it's not so much how to negotiate with a difficult seller, it's how to avoid having to negotiate with a difficult seller. It's eliminating as much as you can uh, that opportunity for a seller to be difficult, to be, you know, offended or, or upset or, you know, really not like talking to you. Now, if you do this approach and the seller is still difficult, 
then my advice to you is move on. Let it go. Don't dwell on it. Don't put more energy into it. Know that there is another deal right around the corner. Okay, I believe in the law of abundance, which is there's always another deal. The law of scarcity says that there's not another deal. I better hang on to this one with all I've got. I can't let it go. I can't stop trying to make it work because my fear is that there's not another deal. That's scarcity. Abundance says, let it go, move on, focus on a better deal. And I've got a really good resource for you. I've got a video series, I think it's three videos, where I actually get on the phone and you can see me work through over the course of three videos, how to negotiate and work with a difficult seller. And this seller was really belligerent, he was really hard to deal with. It was a fire damage house. If, you, if you've seen that series, it's a really good series. Uh, so be sure to check that out. I'll put the playlist below and you can see kind of how I approach that seller who's being really difficult. And then the other resource I have for you is I've got all of my scripts word for word broken down into how I talk to sellers, how I overcome objections. And I'll give you those scripts for free. Just go to myquickstartkit.com and you can get those for free. Hey, thanks for joining me on this video. If you learned something new, go ahead and hit that like button and leave a comment and let me know your biggest takeaway and if you plan on using this strategy on your next deal with a motivated seller. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the channel with hundreds of videos now on the channel and new videos coming out every week. This is the number one channel on YouTube for all things wholesaling and flipping. And don't forget, it's not about the money. It's about having the time and freedom to have, be, do, and give everything God has in store for you. That's what it's really all about and I'll see you on the next video.